I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. As myself, Mark, and Stu have got together here to discuss Rangers 3, Kilmarnock 1. Mark, how are you, mate? Offshore life, how's it treating you? I'm all good. Uh, best job in the world, Amora, home, offski. Uh, that's me done my done my bit in the Betty Ford Clinic. I'm off home tomorrow, and that's me off for a month. I cannot effing wait. Might actually have a chance of grabbing you for a coffee then. Is that what we're saying? 100%, mate. 100%. It's a date. It's a mandate. Excellent, mate. And Stu, you're at the game today, mate. How are you? Have you warmed up yet? I just about. Just about. Uh, firstly, Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, all the best for uh, 2024 and all that. Hope our team are successful. But yeah, I and uh, actually quite enjoyed the game today, actually. I thought it was, uh, it was, a, it was a no bad no bad game of football. Um Kelly surprised me a wee bit about how they went about it. No, didn't because I thought they they tried to play a wee bit more than what I was expecting. But um, look, another another three points in the bag, and that was the most important thing. Yeah, well, we were waiting on the show coming on air. Nelson Cook joined to become my YouTube member. Nelson, welcome to the Madhouse, mate. I'm sure you'll you'll enjoy it, and please feel free to get wired into the chat. We'll get straight into it. Mark Stewart obviously gave us a wee bit there, mate. What, what do you think overall today, the, the performance? I thought it was a good professional performance. I thought they'd done all right. Um, some of them done better than all right in spells. Um, exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for them to come out, be professional, get their heads down, uh, dig deep, and, and show that we're a better side than Kilmarnock, which, which we are, 100%. So I think I, I was pleased with Lots of it, couple, nahs, but as I said, all in all, you can't beat it. I think Clement said that, and he's and he's presser after it there that um, a lot of people or a lot of players could be thinking, I've got an hour and a half year tours, and and that's me getting a get a few days off. All my mates and all my family have been drinking and eating and having fun, and I've been I've been in it training, and do you know what I mean? So a lot of people could have already switched off, and they didn't. They came out, they played well, professional. Scored us three goals up the road. Perfect. Stuart, I think that was one of the biggest things we said. Uh, I spoke last week about Celtic being the big hurdle before the winter break, but once you, once you lose that game at the weekend, this becomes a massive test of character for the squad and they seem to come through well, eh? well Look, I think we've this this group of players have been, had questions asked about that. that their character and their mentality plenty of times in the past. And I you're spot on there in terms of the Celtic game is done. You know, all right, there might be still some rumblings on about certain incidents and all that, but the game, the three points, had long gone. 
the season again really kicked off from from today. You know, it was vitally important that we got the three points to take us into this winter break. Um, no further behind to what we are and knowing fine well with those two games in hand that, you know, we can actually reduce it down to two points and, and really have a go uh, with the title race. Let's be honest, I mean, the manager said that I think he's been absolutely brilliant since he's, since he's come in. You know, a real, a lot of games in a short period of time, down lots of bodies and stuff like that. So to get to the end of it, yes, some disappointments, but with a trophy in the bag, most importantly, um, and reducing the gap potentially to, to, towards them. You know, I think um, he can be absolutely delighted with, with, with what he's done. And I think what he's given us as fans is a bit of hope. Um, you know, I think we can see, I think for a Rangers manager, it's really important that you give the fans something very early on. Um, and I think Clement has absolutely done that. I think he's got our backing now and I think we and a and a real level of trust in terms of what he's doing. And I'm excited to see what he does uh, in January now that he's got a bit of time to actually, you know, work with the players properly and sort of, and hopefully bring in some new faces. And then we'll get on to new faces uh, before we finish up. But Aldo here, pull up his comment. Major fan of the show, Aldo. Um, now that we've had a penalty against us, what will be the new conspiracy? And Mark, what is what is the what is the new conspiracy? Because we've been hearing how Rangers don't concede penalties. I thought the, the penalty that they were soft, just one of the ones you've seen them giving. Um, but does this now force the rest of Scottish football to start looking at their own teams and how they've gave up eight-point gaps to potentially two and start to allow Rangers games to be officiated in a normal way that any other games officiated without the spotlight being on every referee that takes part in one of your games? Listen, I've done enough ranting about referees the other night. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the myths, the, myths, uh, the myths evaporated now, aren't it? It's done and dusted. Um Think that I think that uh, it puts to rest. You're saying about the next. What's the next conspiracy? Listen, they will just make something up off the top of their head. You know, it, I know it. We all know it. So I'm. Oh, Mark, Mark, they're moaning, Mark, they moaned. They moaned about the fact we had they conceded a penalty. They're now moaning about the fact that we've only conceded one penalty. You know, so it's just it just moves along. It's, I believe that must... just like it's just like moaning, isn't it? I believe that that must make us the most penalties given against team this year. That's what I would say. Well, I think there's only I think there's only one team there's only one team that has they conceded a domestic penalty so far this season, isn't there? Supposedly. There is. There is. Listen, a lot of people in sorry, Mark, on you go, mate. So I said that they'll, they'll just make it up. For me, it's an irrelevance. The uh, it's just white noise, isn't it? It's just it's just something that, that it's as if they've not got anything better to do with their time. Um, we know they're, they're they're greatly obsessed. So let them charge in, let them batter in. I'm 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 actually quite looking forward to seeing the next one because they're absolutely shattered now. That same, we never get a penalty at Parkhead, and we've had a penalty conceded in the last two uh, against us in the last two games. Shattered, absolutely shattered. Don't know what they're going to do now. You're getting right into the comments here. I see a lot of people. Uh, I put my my flag on the mast there last week on the pod talking about Yilmaz and how I think we are on a consecutive games. There is a player in there. Uh, two things about him I'll bring you. The first one to you, Stuart. So Yilmaz's performance today, what what was your what was your thoughts on that different avenue he gives us that Bomber maybe doesn't? I think he's really effective when you're coming up against a team with a low block. What I really like, and I think this is clearly something that they're the, the manager wants them to do. When the centre-backs have the ball, you'll find Gilmaz moving infield. He's actually becoming an additional midfielder. Sima then becomes becomes a wide player. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that he, he's finding those pockets of space. Um, I think, you know, we'll obviously talk about the, the kind of third goal and stuff like that. Um, he's, he's getting into advanced areas. I just think he's a really useful player. He's quick feet. As well, by the way, you know, I think his he's, he's ability to get away from players, and and I hope now those fears, which and I didn't really buy into about his his height and his stature, hope we can just kind of put that that to bed because I, I think he's really really good also at getting his body 
in between a player and the ball, you know, to either shield it out or get it back to Butland or whatever. Um, I thought he was hands down uh, the the man of the match. The the sponsors, the match sponsors, always sit beside me at uh, Ibrook, so um, I was making it pretty vocal to them who I thought should be man of the match, and I, I thought Yilmaz was an absolute certainty for it. So I'm delighted with that, and I agree with you. Hopefully now he can stay injury free, and we can get a, a, a run from him. Um, I'd be surprised if we come back in January and Borna's put back in there. I don't think Yilmaz has done anything to lose that shot. And Mark, I got a, an interesting bit put into one of the group chats from straight from Italian news. Verona very active between incoming and outgoing negotiations in these early hours of the January transfer market. They have targeted Ridvan Yilmaz, a Turkish left-back owned by Glasgow Rangers. Could that possibly be a make and a deal for Josh Deutsch? Do we feel as if that could be a an option, Yilmaz, for Deutsch? And what would the kind of monetary difference be in there would you reckon well I mean for me for me I've always I've always said I've, I like to look at Yilmaz I've always said it I've always said I prefer them to Borna see if see if Borna Barisic can can rewind and go back maybe two and a half three years brilliant left back brilliant absolutely brilliant he's just he's climbed so so far into his shell over the last couple of years it's, it's unreal it's I you can actually see the fear in him when he plays. It's bizarre. It's strange. Um, I don't know what's happened to him. I really don't. But for me, Yilmaz, Yilmaz is so positive, so energetic. This 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 narrative about ah, he's too wee for the Scottish game. Did it look too wee for the Scottish game of death? Did it look too wee for the Scottish game against Celtic? So can we put that to bed now? And the other thing as well that I, that I want to say that. Do we need a left back if we get Yilmaz? Do we do, do do we need do we need to show faith in the boy? Boy's only about 21, 22. This boy's going to improve. So for me, you're 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 getting short of somebody that's that's looks to me looks as if he's starting to settle in. I think that we've all I think all of us at one point have said that the boy needs a run of games. He said a couple of games in a row and look at the difference in him. And for me as well, it's not the first time he's been man of the match. So a couple of decent games and then had injured, then fell away, then had a, a couple of iffy ones, and then he, he's now had a couple of games run. He's now under Clement. He looks much happier. He looks much fitter. So for me, as I said, why do we need, do we bring somebody in for backup? But as I said, if he's going to go, then I think that uh, Dyke's probably... Probably the the best uh, the best option I've heard. So I mean, if that's going to be for me, it would it would be a swap and maybe a mill. But if you can yep. get away with a straight swap, then I'm 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 all over that. Yes, but for me, I don't think I see a lot in this wee guy. I, I see, I see, he's tactical now. About see that cutting inside and, and playing as an inside uh, fullback and stuff like that. And he he's he's very uh, very intelligent. Runs forward. All right, his final ball's lying. But like I said, he's only he's only 21, 22, so that can improve. You can't you can't really you can't really ask for much more than, than a young boy that's that's willing to improve, willing to get forward. Um I think he brings a different dimension to our team. I really do. Because you look at Barisic, Barisic just wants to go back away, go back away. And and he all right, he's a great crosser to the ball. Once in the last probably six months, he's bet a man and flicked it over, and that was in a cup final. We scored a goal for it. So for me, I would I would pick Yilmaz every day of the week, twice on a Sunday, to get into that squad and start. Um, I think that don't particularly need. I would bring somebody in to, to challenge him for the left back slot. I think Barisic is gone in the summer, so I would keep a hold of him definitely. I says even if you bring somebody in that's that's allegedly better than him. Then let him let him fight for that place, fight for that slot. Unless he doesn't want to go, uh, sorry. Unless he does want to go, then that's a different story. But if he doesn't want to go, I think he's a I think he's a cracking new player in there, definitely. And I think if he gets a run of games, he's only going to get better. Yeah, appreciate the converted here, Mark. I would have uh, I would have him. He'd be the first change I'd make in the Euro squad. I think he offers so much different. Seen it the day earlier on. He actually started the game as if he was playing in centre mid. 
just tucking inside and, and no willing to go, uh, no scared, sorry, to go and get in the box. I suppose we has delivery setting up the third goal and that'll bring us on to the first goal. Um, Stu, great bit of play um, to win the ball back. Ball goes to Dessels and again, when he's got a, a defence splitting pass to play, you can't fault him. Um, he's got and, a bit of history of that, isn't he? You know, yep. with the PSV one and, and stuff like that. Like he's the one of the most confusing footballers I've I've, I've seen Dessels in terms of it goes from the sublime to the ridiculous. It's it's an absolute peach. Um, it's a it's a really great goal. I actually say Redband does really well uh, to win the ball back and and to play the ball forward, which I thought was quite important in that point. There was opportunity he could have maybe played it back, but he's went forward. Um, and Dessels is 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 picked out. Uh, the pass has been absolutely inch perfect. And and fair play to McCausland, who I thought as the game went on got stronger and stronger uh, in in the game both offensively and his defensive work, which I know a lot of people have um, are are worried about, and, and rightly so. You know he needs to improve on that. Um, but you know he took it through. Nobody was catching him at that point, and it, and a, a really nice finish. And, and Ross, I thought it was a, it came at an important point because. You could sense Ibrooks was starting to get a bit nervy. Ibrooksy, uh, I, I, but Ibrooksy, I, I mean, I, I thought we'd done all right, and I mean, mentioned the start. I think sometimes we do need to give a bit of credit to the opposition at times. You know, Kelly, I thought were really well organised. McInnes is doing a really good job with them. They all know their roles. They're a big team and all. They're physical. They were working their, their socks off, and they were trying to play. You know, I think we just. Before the goal, obviously, Butland comes up with that massive save, um, you know, which is absolutely huge from us. You know, if they get their noses in front, you know, then it, it's go, it could become a really a really problematic afternoon. But he does his job and then we can quickly go up the park. So, you know, yeah, it was just getting a bit nervy. Um, and, you know, that save, but it's an absolutely beautiful goal. Really good finish from McCausland, who, again, I thought had another really good game for us. Mark, you can tell that I only get roped into hosting here at my sickbed about half an hour ago because I've not even took a note of that Butland save. Uh, I've not even got that in the, the brief notes I threw together that look as if they could have been wrote in old Egyptian times. Um, Jack Butland, what else can we say about him, Mark? He's a big it's man a for the big moment. And you know what? The, the best the best compliment I can, I, I can pay him is... He's only in the door with six months and he looks like a Rangers goalie. Every inch a Rangers goalie. Now, we've been spoiled over the years with some amazing goalkeepers. Amazing. And for me, that's the best compliment. He looks every inch a Rangers goalkeeper. Outstanding. Like I said, never never really anything to do apart from that one save the day. And um, that's what Rangers goalies do. Their uh, concentration levels well, you know, you used to you used to play angles, uh, Ross. But that concentration level, especially when you're when you're not going to kick the ball, you're not going to touch the ball, needs to be bang on. Because what happens is that relapse is when somebody will run through, and it made himself big. I thought it was a goal. I really did. But um, outstanding, what a keeper! And and I think, and it pains me to say this, but I think that we will struggle to keep a hold of this boy because I think somebody down south, if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Somebody from down south will come and fling an awful lot of money at us for him. It's Stuart, my, my thoughts on that are, would he go back down south where he knows if he has a, a run of bad games, he ends up back on the bench and possibly loses another two, three years of his career? And has he got it, has he got it quite happy up here? The fans have really took to him. He's already got a trophy in the cabinet. We're right in the hunt. He's got European football. Would that not be enough to hold him, do you know, think? I don't sense from him that he's... You know, he's he's came up here with a, a plan of then rushing back down south again. I mean, yeah, March, right? I'd, I'd be amazed if teams aren't already, you know, putting him on a short list because you know, you he takes up a, a an English quota for them and stuff like that. So you can understand it. It makes sense. You know, you've seen some of the calamities that Man U have had, and you wonder what the hell were they watching to let Jack Butland go? Um, thank God they did. Um, Look, it's going to be a, a tricky one. I think as fans, I've said this previously in pods, we probably, let's hope he stays, but I think we probably need to get used to the fact 
that we now we need to start selling people when we get decent bids for them, decent money, um, and at a time that's that's right. We've not done that well enough. You know, Kent Morelos, I think, are primary, primary examples of that. So, yes, I hope he stays. I don't think don't see him being any in any rush. Um, will he? Is the England getting into an England squad? Is that still another ambition that he might want to do? You know, has he has he has he got any kind of soundings from Gareth Southgate and all that about whether or not because he's playing here is that going to hamper? Could that play into it? There's, there's lots of factors. Let's just enjoy him when we've got him. Um, you know, yeah. and at the end of the day, we've got him on a decent length contract. So somebody's going to have to come in. We're we're in control of this. So you're going to have to come in and pay big big bucks to get him to get him off. We you know we we can't sell him on the cheap. Yep. And Marco talking about enjoying him while you've got him. Big Seema pops up, takes it on the chest. Defender doesn't know where the ball is. And what a finish it is, he. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, great finish! Absolutely great finish. I think nearly bust a net, didn't it? Uh, what a finish! What, what a take! It just, it just shows you as well. But he's, he's quick thinking because the boys kind of boys kind of pushed him in the back, and that's what's made him chest that ball so high. But he's straight away, he just turned around, looking for it straight away, and. Bang, what a finish. Absolutely sublime. So, yeah, I think it'll be a miss. Um, I think, what's it, is it five games he'll miss? Four or five games, depending. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a big miss. I think he's made that kind of left side his own. Um, who fills in for him is, it would be my big question. Um, and I think that, obviously, the, the other main question is, can we afford to keep him? I think if he keeps playing the way he's playing, we go on and do really well in this league. Um, I think he'll have caught. I think Butlin's the same. Talking about Butlin, I think he's got the Rangers bug. I think that uh, Butlin's definitely got it. I think Seema's probably looking at having that as well. So I would think that if he get the chance to stay, he would stay. But the, I think they're going to be asking for silly money. But especially if he's doing well up here, if he's doing well, it's detriment to us in a way. But obviously, if he if he wins his league and. Over the moon, but he's he, he, to be fair, he never had his greatest game early on, and he never had a great game against Celtic. But see that having that ability just to pull something like that out of the hat, even though he's no, he's no, he's no setting Heather in the light, is for me that's something that you can't you can't buy, you, you can't put a price on that, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, I think he's made that left hand side his own. I think that as well at the start, if you can remember by a lot is a lot is never fancied him. Right at the very start, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know about him. I don't and I think the problem was they were playing him through the middle because whenever they didn't have else. But his pace is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um so I think it'll be a big miss. I think it'll be a big miss um when he's away at this AFCOM. Um and for me I would like to keep him, I just think he's gonna be far, far too expensive. Ross, just to just to say on pick up what Mark's saying, I actually I didn't think Seema had a particularly great game today, and I don't think he's played that well over the last few weeks. I think we've we've kind of ran him into the ground a wee bit because we've had to because we've not had anybody else. But he's got that ability to pop up with a moment like that, and we've been a team that have been crying out to try and get more goals from across the board rather than relying on. Uh, a Morelos and and your right back to keep popping up. Seema's doing that, you know. You know, yes. Hopefully, he comes back from the Afcon fairly quickly, and he's and he's fit and stuff like that. I mean, what what do we think? I mean, he he could easily end up what fifteen, eighteen goals, yeah, this season, and that's what we've been needing. What we you know we needed some, more people to chip in. With more goals like that, and he's so he's absolutely doing his job for us at one hundred percent. Was that always fifteen for the season? The day, 
something like that. Well, he, might well be, he might be on course for double figures, no, in, in the 20s then, Mark, you're, you're right. Um, you know, but for somebody that's playing on that left-hand side, that's... Yep. We'd, we'd Ryan Kent struggling to give you five. Three. You know. Three. Yeah. His last so, season, three goals. It's that difference that that then gives you. You're, you're releasing the pressure off just one or two individuals because you know, Seema, even if he hasn't played that well, He's liable to come up with that, and it, it was absolutely brilliant finish. Um, I broke something when it came on the big screen. There was that kind of gasp actually uh, when it when it was shown back because it was it was such a good finish. I brought this comment up, Stu. Uh, I've been getting it tight in my group chats for the whole day today because I got tore into a front four uh, against Celtic, and three of them have come up the day. Come up, Trumps with goals. Cantwell, McCausland, Seema. Dessers has come up with an assist. Is it acceptable for Rangers players to no show up in the, the games when it really, really matters as long as they're putting goals by Comarnocks and Livingstons and St Murns? And, uh, is that for 10, 15 million quid is they're, they're saying for Seema? Do we need somebody that's going to turn up and dominate games against Celtic, against teams uh, in Europe? Do we need somebody that's really going to make the difference for that type of money? Look, I think fans will always judge players based on what they, they do uh, against Celtic. And I think if you if you want to have a, a kind of really long and successful Rangers career, then your performances in these, these games can... Will, will absolutely count towards that. Um, I think the other acid test is obviously comes end in terms of how many trophies you're, you're picking up at the end of the season. Or if you don't do it and you're not holding any trophies up at the end of the season, then yeah, it's going to be held held against you. Um, I do wonder if we can add more quality to this squad and that starting eleven. Then again, you know, does that also then help these guys? Um, in terms of their performance level when it comes to comes to those big games. We've seen Cantwell play against Celtic and play very, very well. You know, the 3-0 game, okay, maybe not, didn't mean much, but he was the best player in the park by an absolute distance that day. So he has done it, he has scored against Celtic. Um, we've obviously, Saturday didn't, didn't go our way. I didn't think anybody particularly had great games from from our perspective, um, so I wouldn't just blame it on on that front four. But look, it's the nature of being a Rangers player. Fans are going to going to look at what you've done in those big games. There's no getting away from that. And whether that's a bit unfair or or, it, or it's I'd like say they haven't performed, that that's fair enough. You know, I I think everybody's entitled to the opinion. I think I think overall though, in terms of the signing that Sima is as a lone player. I think you would put him in the success bracket at the moment, given the number of goals that he scored for us. Um, and we'll still get games against Celtic to come. So, you know, he, he can hopefully change that opinion. Yeah, and Sharpie, a good friend of the channel in the chat, asking everybody to hit the like button. Again, me know being the hostess with the mostess of the prettiest face today, this uh, should be something I should be saying at the start. If you're brand new to the channel, please do give the video a like. Um, the subscribe button's there and there's a host of other options that Martin will tell you about the next time you come back here you go, look, there's me telling folk to come back and all, excellent, shameless plug Fly. Um, Mark a question on our only fit striking option at the moment is that the last time we see Dessels starting games for Rangers unless there's a big injury again Oh, there's a there's a question. I don't think so. I think that Clement will rotate. I think I think he needs to. I think the amount of games that we play, I think he's going to need to. I think that if you, for me, looking at Dessers, Dessers is a is a very much a confidence player. No, if you just banish him to the bench, then I I think I think you'll just shatter him. I think he's he's as it stands at the minute, he's, he's kind of building a wee bit. And I think that if you do that, he's it's just going to shatter him. And I think you're you're as well you're as well punting him than doing that. I, I think he will rotate. I think 
I think he brings a bit to the game. I think that all right, he's he's uh, he's been slaughtered and for pillory post. Um, but listen, somebody just said there. I think he's got more um, more assists than than goals. That that's a solid goal contribution. That's a striker's obviously fundamentally strikers might have put the ball in it, but if he can create as well, then he's doing something. As I said, if we're scoring goals, we're winning games. Simple as that. So. I think that the uh, the big man's trying his hardest. I think probably at some points in his Rangers career he's been trying too hard. Um, for me, I think he'll be second choice, possibly third choice if we get another striker in. Um, but I still think he'll get game time. I, th- I still think he'll start games every now and again. Um, I think with the amount of games that we play, it's, it's obvious he's going to need to start games. It's as simple as that. You need to rest players. You need to keep players at their certain level of fitness and stuff like that. You know the script, Roscoe. So I think that he's going to need to start games. And on the, on the subject of strikers, Stu, first time getting a look at Silva. Obviously, you were at the match. Would have seen a bit more of him. He's kind of off the ball working stuff than we seen on the TV. How, what was your first uh, thoughts on, his, on uh, the new player? Obviously, it was only a kind of 20 minutes. What I would say is he's got excellent movement. His movement is far superior to Dessers uh, in, in that respect, in terms of uh, running the channels, etc. Uh, the, the chance that Cantwell had where he goes through and he, you know, he puts it puts it over or the keeper makes a save, can't quite remember. That's because of the run that Silva makes. And Silva makes that run knowing fine well he's not going to get the pass from McCausland, but it leaves that Kelly defender and real problems because he, he has to track has to track it, which then opens up the acres of space for Cantwell. So, um, interesting to know whether or not I, whether he's going. Well, I think the manager talked about the fact that he, given her lack of options in that area, and Danilo, then yes, he will use him as a number nine. Whether he is, I've read some stuff to say that actually that's not his preferred position. Again, he'd probably like to be probably a bit deeper than that. But I certainly think, like I say, it's very early days for the boy, but, you know, his movement that he, that he showed, um, there was promise there. He's, he's a bit more of a stature to him than I, I thought. You know, he, he won a few headers and stuff like that. Um, don't think he's going to be easy to push push off the ball and stuff like that as well. Um, I think he got a, a few tackles into him, so he, he's had to welcome the Scottish football, and I think he was looking at beating at one point, as if to say, you know, what's what's going on here? So, you'll need to get, you'll need to learn that part of it fairly quickly, but, yeah, look, look decent, like say, only a sort of cameo, but one thing that definitely caught my eye was his movement, um, very intelligent runs into the channels and stuff. Brings me nicely to decent movement. Ridvan Yilmaz, great run, great cross, Cantwell sticks it away, Mark. What's your thoughts on the, the build-up play and the, the movement that led to, to that chance? And such an important goal as well, so quickly after conceding the penalty. Yeah, very much so. Um, Cantwell, for me, needs to do that more. I think he's 100% got on his lotter, but the build-up play was really nice, really good football. Um, and Yilmaz flung a couple of decent balls in the day, and, and I think probably that was... His biggest, um, his biggest flaw, one of his biggest. Uh, everybody, everybody dug him up about his his uh, delivery and his final ball. So, um, yeah, great ball and absolutely great ball and Cantwell, great run, great finish. Um, I don't know what else you can say about it. As I said, it was lovely football, very very important goal as well. That third one kind of just broke them. They, they, they their tails up a wee bit with the with them scoring the scoring their pen. So as I said. They had their tails up and it just it just shattered them, it just broke them. So that for me was game over, game one, bring some subs on. Um Cantwell, good to see Cantwell getting a goal as well. I think that'll do him a world of good as well. Um so please no round, as I said, please, please do please with a lot of lot of the play today. Uh, knocked it about nice. There was a wee passage of all one touch stuff into Lincoln and stuff like that. Um it was absolutely lovely to watch, but it just shows you there's glimmers of what he's trying to do. And obviously this um this winter camp that they go to in Spain, he's going to have time to work with him and stuff like that. So for me it's it's that whole upward pro- to, uh, trajectory, that thing that it's that improving. 
and improving all the time. So, all right. I mean, he came and told us, didn't he? He said that there was going to be there was going to be bumps in the road. Um, but what's that? 18 games, 19 games now, is it? Um, yep. Seven, 17 wins, one draw, one loss. It's not a bad record, is it? So, for me, it's not even about that. It's about seeing. We're no, we're no limping over a line now. We're no stealing one goal and then holding on. But beforehand, we were. It was all it was all hands to the pump, and we were just kicking the ball anywhere against whoever we were playing. At some points, last ten, five, ten minutes, um, it was like the Alamo. So no, we look professional. We look as if we we can control a game. We look as if that we're dangerous as well. I mean, beforehand, we never looked as if we, we had two or three goals on us. We really didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that that for me, that's the most important thing. That we're starting to look as if. We're a proper team. It looks as if we know what we're doing. Clemonska is going in the right direction. I'm really excited to see who he brings in. Um, controversial, I don't think we're going to get Shanklin. I really don't. Um, I, I mean, that smart left the stream, kicked out, booted, tapped him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest with these guys. I really don't think we're going to get him. So I said, for me, the only people that are talking about Shanklin is the fans. Realistically, that's all. And do you know what we've done? We've done the exact same thing with Gio. Gio was a man for a job. Gio was a what he's one of our own, blah blah blah. Gio this, Gio that. And we used fan power. That they they, they, they had no other option but to, to bring him in and look what happened. Then we've done the exact same thing with Bill. Bill's a man for a job, blah blah blah, one of our own, brains behind the 55, this and that. We all kicked up as much fuss about it as we possibly could. And what happened? The board went out and got him, brought him in. Nightmare, disaster. And I think that we're going to be doing the exact same thing with Shankland as well. And don't get me wrong, I think Shankland will score goals. Definitely score goals. But for me, I don't, I'm not interested in Shankland at 5 million, 4 million. Sorry, I'm not. So I don't get me wrong, 2 million, 2.5 million, I said in the group, uh, I take him for 2.5 million. Definitely, in a heartbeat. But I'm no one to go and blow whatever money we've got on Shankland and then put all our eggs in the one basket yet again for for it to not work. And it's not a guarantee. Everybody thinks it's a guarantee that this boy will come and score goals. No guarantee. Nothing's a guarantee in this in this game, especially football, especially when you come to Rangers. Because how he has three bad games, he comes as he has three bad games. Everybody's on his back. We Ross McCollum was uh, McCoslin was getting it tight. Two, the last two games getting it tight no day nothing no this now all of a sudden he's a world beater again because he scored a goal he said a good game and scored a goal so it's a, it's a topic that will rage on potentially all through January no for the next week because he's not in the country for the next week but Ansi comes back um, I'm, I've made my opinions clear on here about Shankland. I watch him week in, week out. have done for the last last season and half of this season. Boy scores goals in derbies, scores goals against the old firm, scores goals in Europe, scored for Scotland. I don't see why he wouldn't score goals at Rangers. But I do agree with Mark that if European qualifications were £6 million to hearts, then Lon Shankland's probably worth £6 million to hearts because at the rate... He's scoring goals for them. And again, he's even proven now that he doesn't even need to score penalties. He's making sure they're not padding out his results, his goal returns this year. Um, I think there's got to be a cap on what we offer for him. But I do yep. think that uh, he's definitely somebody that we should be in discussions about, Stewartshire. I don't want to harp on about Shanklin because I know that everybody's talking about him. But the chat's talking about him now. Mark's brought him up, so we might as well have a wee bit. Look, I, I, I've said, and this will be interesting because you've you've watched more than me then. I suppose I agree with you. I think there's a limit in terms of how high you go. Hearts are also in a bit of a, a position here where, yes, you know, European qualification for them is absolutely vital. But if they don't sell them now, then they would have to expect that they're then going to get less for them in the summer because that will be in his, his last 12 months. But as someone that's watched them more, one of the, the things that I've, I don't have a, I mean, if we sign Laura Shankland, he'll get my full back in 100%. The only thing I've ever raised about it was, do you think 
given the nature of the games that we play and the games that we play are different to what Hearts come up against week in, week out in terms of that low block and stuff like that, would you still feel you've got that confidence that he would he, he still gets those goals given that you've watched them, watched them more? Uh, mate, it, Hearts, when Hearts go and play against Livy at Tynecastle, when they play against St Johnson at Tynecastle, St Mirren even, these teams don't come out and attack Hearts either. Hearts are the third best team in the league. Hearts get as much of that as us. Uh, I was having a dispute with my dad about it the other day. Obviously, my dad very much wants Hearts to keep him because he enjoys watching them week in, week out. Um, and... His goal the other night, his goal against Hibs as a topper, but the goal he scored uh, at the weekend there, that ball drops to him, he's, he's back to goals and he just passes it, arcs it right through all the bodies on his left juke. I'm not seeing his goal for the day because obviously I was watching Rangers, but seemingly he scored a perler again today. Mate, I, ju- I just think that the, if he's a natural goal scorer. You look at what Cholak done for his last year, 17 goals. You look at what Boyd done. If you're a Rangers striker and you're in you're in and about the, that 18-yard box, I think if you're a goal scorer, you'll score 20 goals a season. Um, what, what I quite like about I think where he would be, and actually I thought Dessa's contribution outside of the box today was far better in terms of his hold-up and bringing people into play. But you could, I could absolutely see Lauren Shanklin doing that job for us at Parkhead. You know, I think he would have reveled in that on Saturday, and you know the games coming up. You could, you can absolutely see you would, you would have a confidence of being able to play a ball into him, and he'll either win as a foul or he'll hold it up and bring others into play. Whereas with Dessers, it's hit or, hit or miss at the moment. You're not going to get that with Danilo. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. You can absolutely see. I think the benefit with that, like say, I, I think there is that that limit in terms of how much you go. For how much have we actually got to spend in January as well? And I know you might talk three, four million. You're not giving hearts three or four million in one lump sum. You know, I, I get that, but it's it is a big outlay for him. Um so yes, I, I would I would like to bring him in, but it's got to be for a price that works works for us. I think I don't think we should be held to ransom, but I can absolutely see the benefit of bringing him in in terms of we've got a title challenge now. You know, we are absolutely and could he score the goals that could could win us that title challenge? I think he could. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I think that takes an update 17 for the season now for for hearts and a half season, which is is no bad going for anybody. Also see in the comments... um, the, the name Connor Barron coming up again for Aberdeen, a player I don't know much about. I've no, no I, I couldn't comment on him. That's how little I've seen him this season. But I'm looking, uh, I've done a wee bit, a, a wee tiny bit of homework before we started. In our run of fixtures, when we come back, Dumbarton away, Hibs away, St Mum home, Livy home, Aberdeen home. Looks like five decent fixtures if we can get. I think we, we need to improve the forward areas. But Mark, that definitely looks like five fixtures where folk will be able to come in and find their feet and potentially go and get goals for this Rangers team, eh? Yeah, you're home, so a couple of, couple of stuffy ones in there, probably the Livingston one and uh, Aberdeen as well. But yeah, 100%. And look, just just my last point on, I, I was just saying Shanklin's a bad player. He's a great goal scorer. I'm no, I'm no, I, I mean, I'll be, I, I'm all for it, signing him. I just want to sign him for the right price. I don't want to be held to ransom. No. Um, but yeah, they're on a fixtures. Yeah, as definitely for me, I'd like to see us do business early. I'd like to see us bring whoever we're bringing in ASAP and get him to Spain with, get him to acclimatize with the team, acclimatize with what it is uh, Clement wants to do. Um, everybody signing for the same hymn sheet, and. Let's attack this second half of the season. I think that we are we are probably two, maybe three decent players away from winning this league, as far as I'm concerned. And that's what it looks like to me. 
Um, I think that he's got a he's got a more than a tune out a lot of these players that were absolutely woeful at the start of the season. So if he can do that way, is what I consider average players. If he brings in a, a couple of two, maybe three really good, really good players, and I'm including Silver in that. Um, I think that we can kick on and and give uh, give the rest of this league an absolute fright. I, I, I feel that, and I feel that's that's how this is going to go. I really do. I'm very excited about how he brings in. We've got our new boy, uh, our new director of recruitment as well. In now, listen, see if he he's been he's been five and a half years at PSV. See if he can pick us a couple of Dutch gems. And he's Belgian, so maybe a couple of Belgian gems. His job for the last five and a half years has been scouting for PSV. And you know, PSV are running away with that league. And that's no no it's not a coincidence that he's he's been heavily involved in the scouting for it. So for me, if he can bring us a few decent players in, and hopefully, I mean you might be got a wee gem or a striker in there as well. So for me, I'm quite excited about this. The fixtures don't don't um, that, it doesn't matter who the fixtures are they're running. I, I feel I feel quite confident about it, and I think that we're uh, heading so much in the right direction. Uh, I think Clement's the right man for the job, um, and as I said, I'm really really looking forward to. It. To be fair, I, it's it's bittersweet because I I want to I want to keep watching us play football, but I think that we need this international break. Yeah, international break. Sorry, this um, winter break. I think we need it. I think we need it for him to try and get more of his ideas across. I think he's he's getting you're, you're getting a rest day and a half day at training, rest day, half day at training. He's he said that since he came in. So I think he needs time with these players. I think he needs some of his own players in. Um and as I said, I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm gonna bring this comment up. Guys, why do you spend so much time discussing players not good enough to wear Rangers jersey? Pod is losing its edge, as you're all talking about is rinsing the beat on crap players. I take pride in the Rangers rabble that we have got such a good community and there is so much discussion goes on in the in the comments. Um, Shanklin's been spoken about in the comments. Barron's been spoken about in the comments. Doyle's been spoken in the comments. Do you? I think, I think, I think as well, sorry, just, just on this, I think as well that I think that probably the, the, the basis of the rabble and what it's always been is that were pretty much all normal guys that talk about the same the same kind of shit that you would talk about in a pub. If we weren't sitting here online, we'd still be talking the same way we're talking now and we'd still be talking about the same things and the same points. So I think that's the beauty of the rabble and that's why that's why we, we, so many people watch us. Simple as that. And that, that's I think where the I was going. Sorry, you go, Ross. Go. On you, on you go, Stuart. No, back in, mate. I, I just think also, you know, not good enough to wear the Rangers jersey. I mean, I, I don't know what that comment's, particularly if that's Shankland or if it's Conor Barron or, or whatever. At the end of the day, these are the rumours that are going about. These are the, the you know, supposedly the, the players that, that we're interested in. So I think it's only right that we do, we do comment on it. And I also think there is an element of, as fans, you know, appreciating where we are now. You know, yes, Rangers are a massive, massive football club. You know, when it comes to January, etc., you know, we're not going to be going out and we're not going to be in the hunt to, to sign you know, Jordan Sancho on loan for, for Man United or anything like that. So, I, you know, as a podcast, people are mentioning them in the comments. They're also being mentioned across you know, transfer rumour pages and stuff like that. So I think it's only appropriate that, that we, as a podcast, discuss it and try and get people's views on that. You know, we're not saying here that, that they're absolutely going to happen, but that's that's what the rumours are. And and where I was going, where that is, we spent a lot of time on these pods over the last two or three years talking about players like Lewis Ferguson, and we've seen the same comments. Why are we talking about boys? We're only talking about them because he's a Rangers fan. No good enough to play in this way. I, I, I struggle... This is me personally. I struggle with what Rangers class is now. Folk will tell me that Lon Shanklin's not good enough to wear the Rangers jersey. Lon Shanklin's better than the uh, probably every striker we've got in our books now. Lewis Ferguson's not good enough to, to wear a Rangers jersey. He's probably better than every midfielder we've got now. So I think that these discussions, 
listen, everybody's entitled to their, their, their comments during the podcast. Yeah, 100%. And also, but I, Ross, it would not surprise me that this manager tries to add more Scottish players to the squad. You know, is the fact that we're being linked with Doig, is there something about the fact that, you know, he's Scottish and we want more homegrown in, in there? It would not surprise me that you can see the Conor Barron one. Anybody, I, I, I personally don't know a great deal about Conor Barron, but anything I've listened to, people who do know a bit more say... That would be a really good signing. He would be he would be an excellent addition to this Rangers squad. So, I it would not surprise me that we see more and more Scottish players being linked with us because I get a feeling the manager wants to bring more Scottish players into the in the squad. And Mark, I know that obviously at the moment there's been a I believe a legal obligation, a legal challenge put in about the homegrown rule and how it's affecting players getting work and. I realise that, that that could potentially come in next season. But you look at the problems we're having the now, if us having more Scottish blood in the ranks that we can put into these Euro squads as homegrown or nation trained, surely that frees up space to get a bigger, a better pool rather than having all these Scottish youngsters on the bench because you've got a team full of foreigners and can only um, name 17 in your squad. Surely there's a benefit to the young Scottish boys being linked. Listen, I'm I'm all for Scottish players playing for Rangers. I think that it's for me. Years gone by, we've always had a had a strong Scottish contingent in our in our squad. Always, and they've always been some of the best players. If you look back years and years and years since I've been a since I've been a Rangers fan, there's always been good, really good homegrown Scottish players. We used to cherry pick all the teams in the league. Of all their best players, done it for years and years and years, and with some some fantastic Scottish players, I'm all for it. As I said, for me, Ferguson, big miss. Um, but even like the likes of talking about the boy Baron, now we'll get him for nothing. His wages are not going to be exuberant. It's not going to be mental. So for me, it's a no-brainer. I think the problem with us trying to shop. In Scotland at the moment is exactly what's happening with with uh, Shankland at the moment, because it's us coming. The, the, it's it's almost like a Rangers tax. It's that whole well we want five million. So for me, do you do you? And I, I understand how we we would all prefer Scottish players. Look, as I said, he's a good player and he'll score goals. We know that, right? But where does it stop? Where does it end? Where do we go? Do you know what? That's too much. And I think that probably that's that's too much because you don't know how they're going to progress. Like as I said, Ferguson, everybody said, "Oh no, that's not that's not a lot." He's talking about seventeen million. Got Juventus, AC Milan are talking about them as well at the moment. So if we take that risk, then as I said, you don't know where it's going to go. But the likes of Conor Barn, if you can if you can cherry pick these young younger Scottish players from. If you can get them freeze, or you can get them where you left in a contract, or, do you know what I mean? That's the business that we should have. We should be doing that. We should be doing that for the last fifteen years, and we never done it. So I think that that that's probably the grassroots is something that we need to get back to. We need to start doing this. We need to start looking at that. And I think to a certain extent, we like to see a Bailey Rice's and stuff like that. We've started trying to do it to a certain extent, but. This is what we need to do. We need to bring these Scottish players in. We need to nurture them. We need to try and get them into the first team squad. We all we've, we've blown the face talking about um, trying to get young our, our youth, our young players into the first team, which is an absolute nightmare at Rangers because look, we said earlier they don't get a chance, and when they do get a chance, we're slotting them, slotting young Ross McCausland last two games. So I mean. You either want the youth in or you don't want the youth in. Do we want the youth in? But oh no! So I actually read a comment. Somebody saying, "When does his free pass end?" Boy's twenty year old. He's playing. He's playing for the playing for the first team of Rangers, and he's no. He's only a young boy. He's not going to be brilliant every single week, every single game. He's never going to be brilliant. Young boys are inconsistent, especially wingers. I mean, there's twenty eight year old wingers that are inconsistent. So. When you, you, you can't have it all, you can't have your cake and eat it, and this is a problem. What do you do? Do you go, right, we'll, we'll, we'll go and spend the money on young Scottish players, or, or do, we, 
Do we try and cherry pick and say, right, he's got a year left in his contract, let's try and get him tied up to a, to a, um, a freebie or a Brosman, or let's try and get him for 100,000 or 500,000. For me, that's the way we should be doing it. Um, and then you can go, do you know what, if we think he's going to progress right, we'll fling a million and a half at them to get him. But when you start talking about five million for players that are, that are good Scottish players, but are 29, you're not going to sell them on. Different, as I say, this boy Barron's a young boy. Definitely worth a shout, as far as I'm concerned. Going to be maybe four or five grand a week. You're getting them in a free. That's what we should be doing. But that's what we've not been doing for years and years and years. I'm starting to rant now. And what, what always gets me is it seems like the ones we they go and cherry pick for the Scottish League, we end up picking the wrong horse in that race every time. Looking back to signing your Michael O'Hallorans and signing um, the boy from Motherwell, Hasty. Yeah, boys, it just yeah. we, we seem to yeah, you when we, you we when... put like Scott Scott right into that as well, Ross. You know, and stuff. You're not you're not going to get all of them right, but you're not you're not spending a huge amount of money there. So as Mark says, you know, I think they're they're, they're worth. You can't. You're not. Yeah. You're never going to be able to accurately predict everything. So, but they're worth. They're worth the gamble. And I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it as well. Yeah. Listen, guys, we've done nearly an hour here. We've spoke about the game. Had a wee look at the five. Was it a penalty? Was it a penalty? I'm at the other side of the stadium. You, you seem to think it was soft. I, I, I thought yeah. it. John Twitter doesn't make his body any bigger, but you see them giving in this day and age. It probably is a penalty, but even if it wasn't a penalty, they were always getting one the day because they, you could have put your money on Rangers conceding a penalty the day because of this world record the amount of games conceded, etc, etc. There was always going to be. Um, you've seen worse no given and you've seen lesser ones given. It's one that's yeah. very in the middle. If it's against your team, you're screaming for it, Stu, I would definitely say if it's um, if it's up the other end of the park, you're definitely screaming for it. Um, so, in between now and the, the winter break, I know Wilf's obviously got a, a podcast coming up looking at Clement's tenure so far, a kind of halfway review of the season. I'll finish up with something i just seen on Twitter there scrolling through. Cantwell, at the end of the game, Stu, you might be able to enlighten us on this. Seemingly doing a striptease in the corner for the troops, giving away his boots and his shinies and his shirt. Is that anything to look into? Is that... Is that him just trying to get folk back on side? What did it come across at the games to? I have to say, I mean, I watched him. He, he, he tends to always be the last off the park. I mean, I, I, I tend to stay, just let people clear the stairs and stuff like that a wee bit. So he'd, I I thought it was, he was just doing what he normally does. Yeah, a bit strange that he, he decided to get his boots and all, all that off and stuff like that. But, but it's, not, it's not the first time that I've seen him give, give away his strip. To, to somebody and stuff like that. Um, so he, he does that quite regularly. I've, I didn't read too much in it. I've seen what you've been talking about there on, on Twitter, people kind of thinking that there's, is that a kind of goodbye or something like that? I personally didn't didn't see that. Um, today, he, you know, I think, yeah, he didn't have a good game on Saturday, but, he, he, you know, he got his goal today and he got a warm round of applause when he when he came off the part. So he, he was still feeling the love for the Rangers fans. And I think I just I just took it as that. He was just giving something a wee bit back to, to the fans um, rather than anything else. But I'm sure I'm sure we'll see more of these rumours and, and so on in January. We'll, we'll soon find it. Yeah. Well, guys, we'll, we'll wrap it up then. That's nearly an hour we've done. Thanks very much for your opinions and for getting me through this because hosting's not my thing at all. I don't like asking the questions. I'd rather be the one there talking nonsense. But um everybody in the comments again like subscribe if you're if you're new and we'll be back. Probably I think maybe one of you boys will know better. I think it's quite erratic over the, the coming two weeks because obviously the lack of football and stuff. But if you keep an eye on the socials and the YouTube community page, we will let you know what's happening and when it's happening. So, Mark, Stuart, thank you very much again for taking part in the pod with me tonight, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.